Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Believe in 76ers with your hosts, former 76ers point guard Eric Snow and two Sixers fanatics in Marcus and Tasia Dash. Believe in 76ers is presented by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is your number one source for all your sports betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. BetOnline continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use promo code BELIEVE for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Believe in 76ers podcast. I'm Marcus Dash here with legendary 76ers point guard Eric Snow and my brother Tasia Dash. Guys, all-star break is over and we are back, baby. Um, There is uh, some, obviously, all-star break. It's getting a lot of hoopla. Some people are saying they should get rid of it. People get rid of the the slam dunk contest as well. Uh, I, for one, you know, I, I know it's kind of lackadaisical. But I mean, it's still still a good watch, at least a three point contest. And I like the uh, the Steph Curry uh, matchup with uh, the Sabrina girl from the uh, WNBA. That was that was pretty sweet. Um, I hope maybe they'll probably do more of that. They said going forward. But uh, one topic that came from All Star Weekend had nothing to do with the All Star game was uh, uh, Allen Iverson did a sit down with uh, Shaquille O'Neal. Um, and Eric, I want to ask you this question: um, Allen on that podcast with Shaq. He said that if he played in modern day NBA, he'd average forty three points. Do you agree with that uh, statement from uh, AI? Do you think he would average forty three in this modern day NBA? He has endurance for it. I mean, that's what I do know. Um, he has endurance to do it. Um, very efficient at the free throw line, so he he it would he would come close. I mean, he, he he would definitely come close. I think more than anything, not because of necessarily the defense. It was just more of the pace, way more shot attempts with the mm-hmm. pace that the guys play with right now, um, and then his ability to get fouled. I just I just think his ability to get fouled and the pace is really what could be the difference from him, his his average and what he could possibly average. So. I, I wouldn't put it past him because of those those two things on top of just him being him. Yeah, and I think with the um the the, the fouling, I mean, he probably shoots. He would he would shoot almost twenty free throws a game. He he he, yeah. he could shoot close to free twenty free throws a game. Yep, that's what I think would set it all aside. That he go to the free throw line so much. Like take yeah. take the guard that goes the most. Um, and like add like six to that number. Yeah. It's, it's no guy playing right now. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's no guy playing right now that's like him. That that's that plays like him. Um, with especially that size, that frame. So with the sensitive touch and, and, and contact rules, that that contact on a guy like take Kyrie for instance. Kyrie's frame is 
he's bigger. I mean, I don't know his weight, but I would imagine Kyrie's 20, 25 pounds heavier than AI. Uh, um, so everything well, well, would look AI's like AI's listed weight or AI's real weight. Well, his listed <laughs> weight is higher than his real weight. <laughs> yeah. 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 Kyrie's listed at 195. Yeah, like I said, that's what I said. Like twenty five plus five. That's, that's yeah. thirty just off list weight. Yeah, so you take his real list. Weight. That's thirty off listed. Yes, <laughs> so he's probably around like forty yeah. off real weight. Then it's a lot. So and so that's what I'm saying. Um, you know, Kyrie's taller too. So I mean, he's it's a bigger True. bigger guy. But I'm just saying, like Kyrie's not considered a bigger muscular player. He's still considered a him. Steph Curry is still considered like smaller guards uh, on the smaller side of the league than you know the average or bigger side. So when uh, that's how I see it could happen. Yeah, well, it was uh, they they were talking about this topic on uh, first take earlier. And Brian Windhorse, Stephen A. said yes, he could do it. Perkins said yes, he could do it. And Brian Winhorst said that the NBA modern day NBA is getting away from volume scores, and he doesn't he didn't think that uh, AI would be able to um, put up as many shots. And he was also inefficient uh, compared to uh, he'd be inefficient if you placed him in modern day NBA as far as his efficiency, efficiency wouldn't be as high, um, and he would get less minutes because of that. Who said this? Brian Winhorst. Brian, yeah. Stephen A. Perkins looked at it like he was crazy. Brian's opinion, I don't agree with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that's what I'm saying. When people look at, when people say people's efficiency, um, that's, when, that's when you're looking at the efficiency of the past versus the efficiency now. The, where it's, I see, I watch games and I see more guys get wide open layups now than, than ever. So the efficiency, that's what I'm saying. Like when you talk about somebody, it wouldn't be as efficient. So I don't, I don't know how you can say that because – um, it's less rim protection, I may say. Less rim protection with bigger guys at the rim. Um, so I would see, and 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 the one thing that's really, to, in my opinion, that was really, really, that's really, really underrated in AI's game was his mid range game. And and as you see, and I know I don't, I know I've seen this statistic. Somebody sent it to me, one of my research guys, where the NBA. Um, three-point temp and all that stuff is everything's going down in the league um, because a lot of the in, in the in the basically the the article was about because a lot of the wrong people are shooting threes. <laughs> so it yeah. was I just found it interesting. But the one thing that you know that teams that win all have guys that can make mid-range shots. Yep, and that's where I think that. With, AI's efficiency with the mid-range, his endurance to be, be able to play at a high level for a long time in the game, and his ability to get to the free throw line is, is how I think he can score with the best of them that have ever played. And, you know, I think that he's one of those guys that whose talent and toughness can translate to whatever area he's playing in. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, I saw that uh, that quote, and everyone was talking about. It. I was like, we got we got to ask the guy who was you know front row seat for all this stuff. We got we got to ask Eric about all this. Yeah. Um. All right. So obviously, so All Star Break is over now. Um. And last night, um, we began uh, All Star Break. Oh, the, the post All Star Break, in not such good fashion. Um. We all we have a pretty difficult schedule as it is, and we thought last night was something we could probably pull out, but we didn't. Lost the Knicks. Uh, now we have the Cavs, Bucks, and Celtics, and the Hornets. But the Hornets, you know, they've won four straight. Uh, they play. Uh, they can play the Warriors tonight, so we'll see how that goes. Um, and then we're at Dallas. Uh, so um, we have the ninth hardest remaining schedule in the NBA. Um, but there was some solid news. Embiid is rumored to be back um, towards the end of March, early April. Um, so that that is the positive sign. But my question to you guys is: uh, as we see these other teams, the Cavs, the Knicks, all these other teams around us starting to win. What seed would you guys be happy with uh, to end this year? Where would you say, okay, I'm, I'm fine with that seed? Um, if based on everything that's going on right now, where, where, what seed would you are you eyeing right now, realistically? Anything um, above seven. So not avoiding the that's play. That's where game. I'm at right now. You don't want that extra game. They're avoiding huh? the play-in game. I don't What's want one, one more game, game in the round. Get warmed up. I'm just saying. You just because it's going to be one game against a team that is is that most likely is not going to be going that haven't been going down. They've been going up. Since yeah. you know, since maybe early part of the season, and we would have been going down. So, and we never know. Like if Joel, they said the end of March, early April. So you saying Joel, if he's playing, that's what a week or two, and then we got a play-in game. No, I'm mm-hmm. good. Six and above. <laughs> would you? Are there any opponents? Six never looked six never looked so good until now. Six never looked so good I, until now. I know. Are there any opponents that you'd want to avoid if like we came down to the last game of the season and we're like, okay, we either go seven and we play this opponent or six and that opponent? Would you do that or no? No. No. I think avoiding the play in is bigger than who you're playing. Interesting. Okay, yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. Who needs one extra game anyway? Um, so if you're the play in, that means you're playing, you're playing one or two extra games and you're prob- probably going to play, um, Boston, if you're eight and possibly Milwaukee, if you're seven, Milwaukee, Cleveland, yeah. um, and that will be, and that will be the first round. I mean, you know, you, I think what Cleveland's two right now and Milwaukee's is on the losing pretty much lost majority of their games and they're still right behind yeah they're still pretty close and so I, I believe that they'll end up at two um I'd be happy with the six seed uh one we'd avoided playing the game um I would hope we're playing either the Cavs or Knicks rather than the Bucks even though the Bucks are struggling but another major upside of the six is that you'd avoid playing Boston to the Eastern Conference Finals so you'd avoid the one until the last round. We could, we'd have to play them. Um, 
I think the Pacers pass us pretty soon in the next like week, week or so, week or two, they'll pass us. Um, the rest of the East is pretty inconsistent though. So behind us, we'd have to worry about the magic and then the heat, uh, the magic. I'm not as worried about the heat could string together some wins and pass us, but they're kind of having their own injury problems and lineup issues. And they usually kind of just want to get healthy, stay healthy for the playoffs. So they, they at least last year, they didn't really prioritize trying to win as many games in the regular season. Um, so as long as we pretty much stay above Miami and Orlando, because there's a big drop off after them, I'm not worried about those teams. So Orlando and Miami, if we stay above them, we can keep six. Um, slipping to seven, if we won the play-in game, we'd also still avoid the number one seed till the end, because I think the winner of the two-seven plays the winner of the three-six. Uh, but I, I one extra game when you're already trying to get MB to play less than one extra game that we he has to try and probably play most of the game is not good. So. Yeah, six seed. <laughs> I never thought I'd be saying that. Would you rather play Milwaukee than Cleveland? No. Me? Yeah, either one of you guys, yeah. No. No. Even if they're struggling. Because I think I think I think <clears throat> even with them struggling, they still have out of all those players combined on both teams. And the best two players out of all those players happen to be on the same team. There's no way I would go want, want to play the series against them. If 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 that's much between the two. Mm. I'll play them when we have to play them. Um, you know, team like that, you prefer to play second, second, third round. But I think if, if we can Milwaukee get Cleveland would- and- I think if we can get Cleveland, we can get Joel back. I'll feel a lot better. Mm-hmm. Even though Cleveland's my second team, um, but you know, we know who's number one. <laughs> and yeah, I just I don't think with with a Joel playing that we can beat them. But but you know, like I said, you Cleveland is playing well and they play hard and they defend. They got good size, but I'm I'm avoiding. In those two guys, um, in the new season, I'm, no, I'm good. But if Cleveland were two and Milwaukee were three, you'd still keep the three seed and not move down to the seven, right? No, yeah, I'm not going. Six, being six is the priority over the play. Okay. Okay, so you choose. Mean, over, you would um, choose six. You know, not six or Milwaukee. Play in is over seed over seed over opponent. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I would choose the, the right. six seed, avoiding a play in, because you you get at that play in, and and all of a sudden you got to play Miami. And one, um, you play Orlando, and you never know with them young boys. And then you got to play Miami for the final game. Remember, Miami Heat made it to the finals last year, and Atlanta Hawks almost beat them in the play-in game. Yeah, yeah. People forget that. Not or it's either Atlanta or Chicago. Somebody almost beat them. 
came down to the end. I can't remember which team it was, but it was one of those two teams. Almost beat them in the playing game. Yeah, wasn't it the wasn't that the DeRozan daughter yelling screaming game? Her daughter was like screaming really loud and the guy missed the free throws. You guys I, don't remember? I, that? I don't remember. I, I I do remember. No, I don't I don't remember. Yeah, they, they team, lost their, I do remember. Yeah, they lost their first playing game to Atlanta and then they played Chicago um in the the next round. Mm, okay. And they beat them. That's what it was. So they lost their playing game. That's what I'm saying. They lost at mm. home, right? Did Atlanta yeah. beat them at home? Yeah, it was in Miami. And that's how they ended up playing um, Milwaukee in the first round. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so then you got one game. It worked out for them, though. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. I'm good. <laughs> okay. So seating's more important than opponent. Um, to me, all right. I, I think Tasia, you as well. You're you're seating over opponent. You you guys can feel you guys can feel differently about that. I'm just saying for me. Well, I'm, seating, I'm avoiding the play. I, I don't seating I don't is one thing though. Yeah, seating. No, I don't really care as much about seating. Avoiding the play-in is a little different, though. Seating, I can negotiate with that. But when right. your seat affects you having to play an extra game, I don't I don't love that. No, I don't love that at all. And that can mean two extra games for Joel. Yeah. We're already trying to limit how much he plays before the playoffs, right? So I don't think that's a smart idea. Yeah, just avoid the play-in at any cost. Yeah. That's why my first answer was six. I mean, seven won't be the end of the world. If, especially if we get to play like an inferior, or not really inferior opponent, but someone we we like to play more. But I, yeah, if we can avoid an extra game, I definitely want to. Yeah. So going back to kind of last night, um, this is something that's been kind of flooding the social social media in the Sixers world. Um, is Tobias Harris, um, and when we when we needed him to step up last night, he wasn't really there uh, for us. Uh, and since Joel's injury, uh, we are two and four when Tobias plays. Um, and he scored more than 18 points twice in the six games without Joel um, when Tobias has played. Um, obviously, Tobias has been a hot topic on the show for as many years as we've been doing the show. Um, but come playoff time, whenever we have a fully healthy squad, how short of a leash um, should it be? Uh, how short should the leash be for uh, Tobias Harris when it comes to playoffs with everybody unhealthy? This one's tough for me because it's because I think that with Joel out. Like we we talked a lot about Joel going out and how Tobias got plays, touches, all of that. In some ways, it's going the other way since Buddy Hield is on. Maxi plays differently when Joel doesn't play. Mm-hmm. Um, I seen a little bit the last game that they played Maxi with Kyle, which tells me that Maxi's going to score more. Or shoot more. So I don't. Whereas I think yes, Tobias has to do more. I don't think we've helped him either. Tobias, you, you know, now is your opportunity to kind of make it happen with Joel out. I did say in our last few sessions that 
it has to be a pointed effort to get him the basketball and get him plays and get him in position to score. I'm not, I'm not certain that that's being done. That's where I'm at with it. Even when Joel's out. I don't think it's happening enough for the demands and the expectations to be there for him. I think it should have been increased and obvious with Joel out. And I don't think it's either. Now, Tobias could be more assertive also and be more aggressive and more assertive to kind of put pressure on them to do it, teammates and staff. So I don't think that's happening either. So it's kind of both. But we've said forever that Tobias is the type of guy that needs plays, needs sets, needs calls, needs the ball yes. in, in a certain spot. Yep. And I do not see that increase, and I don't see it enough for to meet the expectations that that are coming right now. Yeah. I mean, he shot more when Joel played with him. I, I know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he has been in and out of the lineup, right? So it, it's he's but, been but, sick. But but the team does play differently without Joel. They play differently without Joel. They play a little more open free, and that's not necessarily, you know, you really got to call plays and sets for him when you play like that. I know, but yeah, Joel's missed so much time in in Tobias's Sixer career. He should be used to it by now, with and without Joel. You know, um, yeah. So if we're fully healthy, and Tobias is struggling in the playoffs. Uh, I would rather just play on matchup and how they're playing at the time. I mean, it's. It's unfortunate. We've been saying the same thing for so long, and I don't know what Tobias's future is with us. I don't know if he's going to head out. Um, if it's if this is a relationship that's even you know they're going to need to salvage afterwards. Because I mean, if they do bench him in the playoffs in key minutes, because Batum's playing well, Covington's got a hot hand for whatever reason. Ubre, we need the offensive Ubre. He's not going to like it, right? So. Um, I don't know. I, I it, it it sucks because it just seems like whenever we need him more often than not, he doesn't show up. Um, and it's when we need him the most too. On top of it all, so like when Joel's out, we need him even extra now, and and that's when we're like really, like you said, we're really focused on him when Joel's out. It's like okay, we're taking this amount of points and rebounds, and like you need to have some, you need to have some. And then when you're looking at that, you know, when you, when you look at a box score in a, in a non-Joel game, you're you're looking right at Maxi and you're looking right at Tobias' stats. You're like, okay, what did you do to help? What did you do to help? And then everyone else, you know, just fills in as needed. But, like, you're looking at those two guys first. And, yeah, I mean, it's it's not there for him a lot of times. Um, Nurse did say that Tobias never got into a rhythm, and he said he's a rhythm guy. So if he doesn't get in there, it's just not, it's not there that night. So – um, he said he'll be better against the Cavs. 
And since I'm being hard on him, I, I, I know he is. Yeah, and since I'm being hard on him, I think he'll absolutely bounce back against the uh, Cavs because every time I shit on him a little bit, he kills it the next game and scores like 25. And I'm like, oh, there it is. Yeah, he must have must have heard me. I guess so. Happens every time. Yeah. Big, big contingency of the fan base uh, wants uh, crumble cookies, uh, wants free crumble cookies because of the whole, you know, he's staying on the team and him not looking good this year. So everyone, everyone's trying to claim their crumble cookie, um, their orders right now, based on last night's performance. What made it even harder against the Knicks is that those two guys that we could have gotten for Tobias from Detroit, the deadline killed it against us. Mm-hmm. Like I think yeah. both guys individually outscored Tobias. I mean, Bogdanovich gave you last night exactly what we just want Tobias to do. 12 shots, around 12 shots, six threes. I mean, you know, I think he, dude, I think he went like 70 or 80% from three point land yesterday. So it's exactly what we would want with him. So that hurt a little more even last night. Yeah, I didn't even think about that aspect of it. But yeah, we had had five in the first half. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I noticed it during the game. When he couldn't miss, it's like, yeah, come on, Tobias. And it's funny because you know Tobias knows that. You know he was almost traded for those guys. So it's like. Yeah, I mean, but the thing is, they but they also play differently. Mm. I mean, they're playing differently. Tobias not getting the yeah. ball just stand jacking threes. Like, <laughs> them guys are – how they play and what they're expected to do are, are different. Now we'll see what they do when the two starters for the Knicks come back. I think it'll be a little different. Yeah. Yeah. I was a little, I was a little shocked last time with the, the way that whole thing went down in that, in that game. Just, just kind of rough. We made it a little push though in the third quarter, which looked nice for a second. And then they pushed it back up again. Um, all right, so we have two games this weekend. Um, before our next show, we have two games. Uh, and tonight we have a back-to-back against uh, Eric's number two squad, the Cleveland Cavaliers. So uh, Cleveland will be traveling to Philadelphia tonight. Uh, they played Orlando last night, um, so they're coming off a of back-to-back as well, and they lost. Uh, Sixers are right now currently a four-and-a-half-point underdog against the Cleveland Cavaliers. This game will be on ESPN tonight. Um who do you guys have in uh, this game tonight against the Cavaliers? Well, I want to say I hope we win. I I I I, I have us covering. Hopefully, that turns into a win. Yeah, I'm looking at their injury but, report. Um, they have, they have no one on their injury report tonight. Can't say I'm. As confident, yeah. I mean, I think them losing to Orlando that first game kind of like made it low for me because I was like, okay, we'll have both have back to backs. They'll beat Orlando, come in, and kind of we'll be able to definitely maybe pull away late. Now I. I don't know. You know, both teams are, you know, don't want to start to, you know, after the break zero and two. So it's going to be a tough one. So I've had, I have us, I'll go ahead and say we'll cover and we'll win it. So 
I'll go there, but I'm not feeling good with where we are right now. Yeah. Our last win came against Cleveland. We were like a seven-point underdog in that game. That was at Cleveland, right? At Cleveland, yeah. Buddy Heal had a really big game. We won by two. And that was no Tobias, I think? Yeah. Especially. Uh, yeah, no Tobias. I you mentioned that. Yeah. Yeah, no Tobias and no Batum in that game. Yeah, they'll have a different focus now. They'll with. They'll have a different focus playing us with without Joel now. And no uh, Lowry, but Melton's back, right? He's probable tonight. Melton's probable. Uh, Batum is a game-time decision, and Lowry is out. Okay. Um, are we still – wait, we're three and a half or four and a half? Four and a half, four and a half. I'm going to go us to win. I think wow. we'll win this game. Yeah. I think it's uh considering how bad we played, um, you'd have the revenge aspect for Cleveland. Um then they're just playing so much better and they're healthy. I don't know why the I think the spread should be higher in my opinion. But sorry, it started like three and a half or four. Yeah. It was it, so, it was yeah. That's kind of low, uh, in my opinion. And we and we just played last night and didn't play well last night, so yeah, I think we win. Yeah, I think it started off low because uh, Mitchell uh, was sick, and he—I don't even—I don't think he played last night. Yeah, yeah, and but he's active today, so the, the line went from like two and a half to four and a half when Mitchell said he was going to play. So even without Mitchell, we're <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it should be a pretty easy win. It should be an easier win for them even without him. So both you guys are picking the Sixers to cover tonight. Yeah, there you go. There you go. I was not expecting yeah. that. And then Sunday, final topic here, uh, we will be hosting yeah. our guy Doc Rivers and Patrick Beverly in Philadelphia at 1 o'clock on ABC. Who do you guys have in that game on Sunday with the Doc return game? Um, I'll say we lose that one, but we'll it'll be a competitive game. We don't people don't bash Doc so much. It's only right for him to win. I know, <laughs> I know. You know it's going to happen against us. <laughs> you know it. Yeah, exactly. Every time it's just like when, well, when the no I like that. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> even though they're not playing well, I, I, I think with the extra incentive, something it won't go our way. So. I'll pick that one. No, tonight. Yes, they got a tough schedule. They play. They're at Minnesota tonight, and then they're traveling to Philadelphia on Sunday. So I mean, that a lot of teams are playing have pretty tough schedules right now. Everyone, everyone's kind of like going at the good teams right now. So because, like I told you all at the end of the year, national television games, more TV games and stuff after football is football is over. Yeah. Now you that's what I said. That's you had to get some cushion during the season. Um during you know before the break, but now it's it's 
it's a lot of people jockeying for these positions. So it's every game is going to be a tough one now. Mm-hmm. Tej, where do you stand? I think Milwaukee wins, but it'll be close. I think it'll be a close game. I don't know. If the, there's no spread, obviously, for it, right? Because I don't even know who's going to play in that game. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it'll come down to the fourth quarter, though. I think it'll be close. I just think they'll they'll win in the end. I just think it'll be, yeah, one of those. Of course, Doc wins it. I think Doc had a pretty good record against yeah. the Clippers um, for us, too, even when he left after he left them. He had a pretty good record for us. He's good against his former teams. Yeah. yeah, it's an ABC game too, so I wonder if Reddick's going to be on the call for that game with all the stuff that's going on. It, yeah. you know, it, it, it would actually make sense, really, that him him saying that this week and then he's calling the game on that Sunday with two his mm-hmm. uh, his former coach and former team. Yeah, there's something something shady about all that. That that whole thing seems so manufactured. That entire like kind of back and forth. At first, I was like, you know, this is interesting, and then now it's like, okay, I think it's I don't know. I think that's an ESPN conspiracy. There, just trying to drum up stuff. I think it stinks. What do you think about that, Eric? About the whole Doc, JJ Reddick, like Patrick Beverly stuff. Do you think it's kind of drummed up a little bit by ESPN, kind of just trying to create something here with it being a slow sports week? I mean, of course they they want people to feed into that stuff. I just I I don't just don't understand why someone says for for Doc to say what his reality is and how he feels about something. Why does someone have to say you tired of hearing what he has to say? Like I, that, I don't understand. Like JJ can feel however he feels about him. I just didn't understand. I just don't understand why it was necessary. If Doc feels that way, he feels that way. Like, is he wrong? On fulfilling the way he feels, just because you. So why we criticize Pat for responding to? JJ and JJ responded to Doc, and Doc wasn't talking to JJ. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? It wasn't like he was talking to him. So that's the part that it's it's just people jumping on what somebody's quote or comments, and then it becomes criticism of what someone says. He was asked a question, he was doing the show, and he said what he said. So if you don't like it, you just don't like it. I just I just don't, you know, for a guy to what why then this is why people don't say anything like. He say something, and all of a sudden he's criticized for what his reality is. You don't have to then make it sort of personal. Then, of course, someone's going to say something to you, and that's just where all the back and forth comes from. Mm-hmm. It went to it went from <laughs> they criticizing Doc and <laughs> Pat criticizing. As in JJ by Doc to JJ versus Pat, <laughs> you yep. know what I'm saying? Like, but it, but I just I, I I don't mean yeah I I just don't get the fact that if Doc wants to say whatever he has to say, let him say whatever he has to say. That's that's on him. If you have something about Doc, then just say something about Doc. People have been doing it without Doc saying anything anyway. That's true. Well, why? Why when he say something, there got to be a problem when people have just been criticizing him forever. But now when he says something, people it's a problem for him to say something when people have just been just free fall saying whatever they had to say about him. Yeah. Like no stay in your place, no don't needs. talk. Like that's the part I don't like. Yeah, I don't like that. Like stay in your place, don't talk. Who are you to say something? Like like come on, man. It's just not necessary. But that's what 
TV stuff is all about. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Now that's 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 what they're they're drumming up interest and conversation. Um, so it's it's JJ's opinion, but Doc said, but Doc didn't say anything about JJ. That's mm. all I'm saying. Yeah. 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 Aside from all the uh, criticism on you know taking responsibility and accountability. I just thought it was weird timing. I, I just thought it'd be it's weird to go on a, a show and say that they shouldn't have hired me as you're their head coach. It's just it's that 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 was just weird to me. That's all. I was like, man, that's just kind of strange. You're in that building with them, and like you're saying, like, oh yeah, I told them not to. I, yeah, I told them you probably shouldn't be doing this, but they did it anyway. It's like that's something you almost say like years later when like you don't have that job anymore. Not like mid season when you're coaching for that team. That that was the only thing that was weird to me, but. Well, I mean, you, you, you can you can say it if you have a, a, a sense of security that no matter what. Oh, yeah. You, do, you can say it. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, yeah. that's where he, he's at. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Oh, yeah, because they, they, they can't, you know. Yeah, he has he has one of the best job securities oh, right now for them. But that's his reality, though. Yeah. Whether you agree with it or not, that's his reality. You can not like him, but that's, that's how he sees it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then full circle, JJ Rick will be calling the game, probably calling the game with Doc against his old team in, in Philadelphia on, on Sunday, which at that point, it's like, okay, this is all manufactured ESPN stuff to drum up interest with JJ Reddick covering the Pat Bev and Doc game. But, I mean, I think that's what's going to happen. I think he's the he's the A team uh, uh, on ESPN I mean, now. With JJ got to be, I mean, JJ. Yeah, but JJ got to be professional too. I mean, you can't just for sure. I mean, at the end of the day, you can say what you got to say, but you know, um, you know, Mark and Van Gundy aren't there anymore, and I'm not sure how much the league really like them going at the league because <laughs> yeah. the NBA is supposed to be partners. Mm-hmm. So the product is supposed to be good for everybody. Yeah. So just try to remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it will be, it'll be interesting to see the uh, how that goes on Sunday when they all see each other in Philadelphia in the city of brotherly love. Maybe they'll they'll make up and shake hands and everything. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, that does it for us. We'll see you guys Tuesday. Hopefully, we go sweep make up for what? What they, what they making up for? Making up for you know all this all this uh, you know social media behavior that they, they I'm just got saying, what are they this. making up for? You mean why? What you mean? Are you saying asking why would they so make who, up? Who's making up? Pat and JJ. Pat and JJ, yeah. Who who's making up is what you're saying? Like who's who? What's I'm, I'm saying? I'm saying Reddick and make up for. I don't know. Maybe you know they, they were for they, te- they, they were teammates with each other. You know, bad blood being thrown out on social media. Maybe you know like. They can handle it like one-on-one via text instead of uh, on social media. Maybe, you know, got out of hand, you know, talking, arguing over social media. I don't know. Oh. What, you want a fist bump during the game? That's what yeah, like, like, like a dab each other up kind of thing or something like oh, that. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Because you when things get public. And you don't think they could have did that after the first message? Yeah. Yeah, what I'm they, saying is you don't think they could have done that after the first message? Yep. Yeah, when Pat said something, have, yeah. then then JJ could have been like, "Hey, man, just 
what they call it, DM me so when we can have this conversation. Yeah. yeah. It was a point that, you know, you, 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 you had a chance to make it private. Yeah. The, the, the weird so thing was... why now we got to have a private conversation? Yeah. Richard Jefferson was doing a podcast with Patrick Beverly at the same time this was going on, and that's JJ Rex's broadcast partner. And he was texting Richard Jefferson while he was doing an interview with yeah. Pat Bev at the same time, which is also an, another weird thing in that whole... Yeah. Manufactured. Yeah. But, yeah, there was definitely avenues where they could have talked offline instead of doing it on social media, but we'll see. All right, guys. Well, we hope you guys enjoyed the games this weekend, and we'll see you guys Tuesday to hopefully debrief a 2-0 stretch coming. <laughs> All right. All right Take it easy. See you, fellas. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.